Hello, all you viewers at home. Tell me, are you tired of your dull, dull viewing experiences? Yes. Y yeah. Are you tired of seeing the same old thing over and over again from over, mm, I don't know, 20 years ago? Are you ready for something fresh and new? Yeah, yeah I think I am. Yeah. Well, have we got a show for you today? It's background noise. Okay, that's Aww. the last 80s infomercial and more. Uh, what is it? MLG Pro. Uh, with <laughs> air horns. Anyway, welcome once again to this episode of Background Noise, where we are heading once again back in time, not back to the future, to Stranger Things by the uh, the iconic Duffer Brothers for Stranger Things Season 3. Uh, as you know, I am your host, Joseph. I'm Jack. And I'm Joe. All right, and yeah, today we're gonna be, uh, we're gonna be going over Stranger Things. This is uh, was it part three of, is it is it the one that's coming up number four? That's gonna be the mm -hmm. last, or is it okay? No, I think yeah. five's gonna be the last. Oh, there's gonna be a fifth. Oh, great. Okay, well we're we're halfway there then, everybody. Uh, uh... Part three of five in this uh, series that we're gonna look at. Uh, but before we do, we do have a couple of announcements. Uh, first of all. Uh, well, pretty much, uh, we, we took off Memorial Day. I, I hope everyone enjoyed, uh, of course, you know, not, not having to listen to us for a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that was a courtesy. Exactly. And while you were off having fun, we were off preparing, studying the ways of the Stranger Things, if you will. And, uh, well, pretty much we've got that and we've also got, well, it's a new month now, so we've also got, uh, the picks of the month between the three of us of just things we've read, watched, listened, yada, yada, as recommendations that are going up on all the social media channels via, uh, you know, Jack and Joe and all that. Yes. Jack, Jack and Joe are the social media channels. Yep, we, we, we are the platform. We yeah, are the platform. Mm, now. All right. Yeah, let's hold on. <laughs> Okay, that that one's noted. That one's noted at five fifty. Okay, let's let's shake it out. Let's shake it out, everyone. Okay, and three, two, one. All right. Now that we've gotten through those announcements, how about we dive into this strange stranger things? Okay, season season one stranger. Seasons two, Stranger. So this is Stranger things. Are, are we not at Strangest Things yet? I thought it'd be at Strangerest. Strangerest things. I don't know. Is that is that yeah, be, it, either way? It'd, it'd be Stranger, Strangest, Strangerest would be three, and Strangestest would be four. Mm. So we're yes, at very, Strangerest Things. Yeah. Very scientific. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I love to serve, so that's that's what I bring to the team. I also bring plot synopsis, uh, so I will do my best to cover all of the nonsense going on in here. Um, we've got, I feel like this season, the because we like every season, we've done the different plots going on with different groups of characters, but I feel mm -hmm. like this time, those plots are very, excuse me, those groups of characters are very different. Like we saw some shifting in who the, in who the groups were in season two, and that carries over here. So for example, uh, I just blanked on the character's name. Who's the Who's the guy who's with the radio? Who's working with Steve and Robin? Who's the kid? Which kid is that? Dustin. Dun 
Dustin, thank you. Yep. A new start with a D. Uh, I was going to call him Duncan. I should have just done that and <laughs> just gone with it. Uh, Dust, Dustin had got back from summer camp where he apparently got himself a girlfriend. He tried to call her on his fancy radio thing and instead intercepts a secret Russian communication and decides to take that to uh, Steve and Robin, who are working at an ice cream shop over the summer, because obviously what else would you be doing as a teenager in the 80s? Obviously, you're working at an ice cream shop. And so the three of them are working to try to decode the message. And then when they figure out that the message relates to a secret Russian base that is in the mall that they're working at, they're trying to go and deal, like figure out how to get inside the base. They end up bringing in a couple other characters as well, uh, namely Erica, who's actually the younger brother, younger sister of Lucas, uh, one of the other four boys. Um, and then they get caught and, and shenanigans ensue in there. And this ends up being brought back in the last episode full circle but those three are basically a story all by themselves that is not at all connected other than the fact that the russian base is causing all the other problems because what the russians are doing is they're trying to open another gateway like what l created in season one and then closed in season two and because they're opening another gateway the mind flare is back and he basically like spruits out a little bit of a little blobby version of himself that starts infecting rats, basically, and then uses the rats to make a Frankenstein abomination body for himself. Makes and then himself starts a meat suit. Yeah, literally. He literally makes himself a, a, a robot suit made out of meat and bones and sinew and everything else, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then so the other characters are kind of dealing with various things related to that. So we've got uh, Hopper and Joyce who are trying to investigate just weird things that are going, like they're always investigating weird things that are going around town that happens to loop back in. Um, and then they find out about the Russians, but they don't actually find out about the base. And so they're getting chased down by uh, Russian Russian Terminator. Russian Terminator, yeah. They get yeah. chased. Yeah, basically. That's exactly correct. Um, and they end up picking up one of the Russian scientists and figuring out that the gate is being opened and they figure out how they need to close it. And then they le that loops back into the final episode and, and the conclusion. We also have uh, Nancy and Jonathan who are working at a newspaper and they started, they investigate the story about weird rats, quote unquote which are the rats that have been infected by the mind flayer who then infect the woman who reported the story. And so that's how they get wrapped up into things by them pursuing that story. They find out that more and more weird stuff is happening. Right. We also have the annoying side story about like, I understand why it was done, but it still frustrates me that like L and Mike were in a healthy, not, I don't know if healthy, they're kids, they're like 11, 12 years old. So they were in a semi-stable relationship for teenagers, mm -hmm. which then gets broken up for the plot reasons so that L and Max can go and investigate Billy, Max's older brother, who's also one of the infected, and they could figure things out from that. Whereas um, Mike, uh, Lucas, and Will are doing something i don't actually remember what they're doing i feel like most of the time they're just they're complaining about l yeah i was gonna say they're yeah they're smoking figure out mostly. To they're still yeah. back to their girls or something and then will's just like listen i've been gone for like two years can we just do something normal 
Yeah, pr that's pretty much it. That's pretty much what those three are doing the, most of the time. They, like they, they touch on everyone else's stories every so often. Uh, and then obviously at the end, when all the, all the threads are tied back together, when they realize, oh, we know that the Russians are opening gate. Oh, yeah, well, we know how to get down to the base where the Russians are. Oh, well, we know the problem that the Russians are causing, which is the fact that there's this giant monster made out of dead people parts running around killing things. And also specifically hates L, obviously, because she has telekinesis and it's the only thing that can stop it. And so this all culminates in the Battle of the Battle of Starkart Mall. I think that's what the final episode is mm -hmm. called, <laughs> where uh, the Hopper, Joyce, and also... A uh, weird Murray. Murray. I was gonna. I was just gonna say weird journalist guy, but Murray is technically his name. Those three are down at the base, shutting things down. Uh, the kids are up in the mall, fighting the fighting off the monster. Not actually able to defeat it. It's only defeated because they close the gate, and then it loses its connection to the mind flare. Um, and also in the pro and the reason the kids don't defeat the mind flare is because L loses her powers very inconveniently but also conveniently for the plot and creating tension um and then we kind of resolve with hopper is tech you would assume that he died shutting down the gate because of how he because he was right next to the thing when it exploded but i think it's it's heavily implied in this season that he got teleported into russia and i think that's where we are at in season four but we're not there yet is that he got teleported into russia uh Joyce adopts L because obviously she doesn't have Hopper anymore and everyone else is kind of going about their lives in their in their own different directions and it's kind of a it's very much a feels like everyone's breaking up and going their separate ways kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I think that's all the major details. Obviously there's a lot of minor details that we'll get into. But I think that's the major outline. Yeah, watch the show for the gritty details. Uh, well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> hmm. That uh, it's it's just kind of a, a funny thing I want to bring up. It's it's not really linked to any specific part, but it's like you know talking about Hopper. It's like yeah, it's heavily implied that he's alive at the very end of this. But then you know, like looking back, what is it? We're watching this three years at well, at least I'm watching it three years after it came out, and it's just like, oh man, it, it was they was even on like mainstream news, like CBS in the morning or whatever it was about like, oh yeah, Stranger Things season four teaser, Hopper's alive. And it's just like, uh, well, guess that's what I get for not watching it. <laughs> and it's right. just like, with, yeah, it's just with, with time, all these big, all these big, almost final story beats, just like, eh, you know, we're, we're good. It's yeah, he, he's back. Yeah, they weren't going to wait to uh, surprise us with that. Unless, you, of course, you didn't watch the teasers, but they mm -hmm. were not yeah. trying to wait to let you know, yeah, Hopper's okay. I mean, they, they have a kind of an MCU-style end-credit scene, right, where they have the, right. in, a, yep. in a Russian base, that. and they say, no, not the American, and like right. the obvious implication is that it's Hopper. They don't show you Hopper. But... Jim Hopper will return in Stranger <laughs> Season. That would have been awesome. <laughs> oh no! Uh, oh. That would have been great. I would have loved to see that. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Where to so begin? I... There's just so many, so many things. Well, Joe, you were about to begin before I cut you off. Sorry. Well, I, I was going to begin at the ending, although we want to we want to work our way through these things sequentially. But it does feel this season felt like it was intended to be the end. 
for several reasons. One, because we have these like notes of finality with the different characters who have, you know, it's the end of summer. Basically, all these characters are splitting up and going their separate ways. You know, the buyers are moving out of town. So they're taking Will and Jonathan with them. Mm -hmm. And Nancy's grown up and she's going to go off to college. And Steve is grown up and maybe he's going to do something with his life. We don't know. Um, and we've got the uh, obviously the three other boys and Max are still going to be going to high school, but they're not their will isn't there like the group is is dissembled now right and, and hopper is presumed to be dead and l loses her powers right so that, that seems like okay we've we've brought everything to the close she's no longer this weird person who's who's separate from everyone else because she has these abilities she's now just a normal person mm -hmm. she can go live the rest of her life in a relatively ordinary boring way right that seems like mm -hmm. what they're setting up there that seems like not even setting up that seems like they're there's this note of finality to it, except there isn't. So, and it's a little bit frustrating. I don't know if you guys have that same opinion. I mean, I can't remember if we mentioned this in season two when we did that episode. I loved how season two ended. I was very pleased with how it ended when it first came out. And I watched it. It was, they set it up so they could do another season, but if they'd ended it just there, they'd wrapped up a lot of the plot mm -hmm. points from season one. I was very happy with how that ended because we still had our main characters still alive. Yeah, we had a character die like Bob and maybe one or two others, but overall we had our core. They were mostly together. Things were going to be okay. Then we get this and it's like, well, now everyone's splitting up. Will has just in general been dealt a very bad hand. You kind of feel bad for the guy yep. because Incredibly. he gets lost in season one. He gets basically turned into a monster in season two. And season three, he's like, yeah, so I really wasn't all here for the first two seasons. So I loved we could just go back to the D&D &D days. And they're like, nah, girls are more fun. D&D don't really care anymore. And so <laughs> Will's just not, you know, not buying that. He's, he's, they've all moved on without him, basically. And so you really feel bad for him. And then at the end of season three, they move him away from them. It doesn't look like, um, you know, he's kind of alone again. Yep. Yep. Geez, Will, what are you, Tim? I want to be. I didn't get a chance to be. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's what well, it is understandable, right? He's lost even, I don't know exactly how much time he was in the upside down and how much time he was infected by the mind flare. But even mm -hmm. without that, there's the time in between, right, where yep. he's recovering. Yeah, exactly. Where he's trying to get back to normal, trying to find a way to recover, but he hasn't fully recovered yet from both of these incidents. And right. now he's finally at a point. You now he's finally at a point where, okay, I know I lost a bunch of time, but now we can go back to where we were. Oh, wait, guys. No, no, no. Come back. Wait, stop. No. Right. Mm. I'm not ready to start dating yet. And like they all are. And so like, yeah. they've all moved on without him. And it's it kind of stinks for him. Yeah. Mm hmm. Speaking of Joyce, I, I I specifically noted in like the second episode when like the magnets start falling down, it's like not a thing can go on in this town without it affecting <laughs> Joyce Byers. She personally. will know. She will, she will know. It's just like yep. I, I'm surprised this woman hasn't gone full Sarah Connor or whatever, bought every single gun in a five mile radius, and it just sits at her home. It's like, all right, what's next? Where is it? Come on, what's going on? And it's just. <laughs> Oh, God, that poor lady. His, 
poor family honestly everybody except jonathan at this point is like i mean uh, you know jonathan's probably the happiest buyers of of them all and he's which is saying he's, something he's, yeah and he's i mean was he's got nancy that's good but he's he's it's like dead in photography job but he's just like yeah you know it's, it's pretty good <laughs> well it's funny because with going back to joyce she's always the one with who's like always asking the same question each season it's like whatever her question is that is like her thing and that is her character for the entire season so season one her question is where is my boy season two her question is what is wrong with my boy and season three her question is what is wrong with my magnets <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i do love the scene where uh she's sitting in murray's bunker or whatever mm-hmm. with uh what did uh, his name the, is alexa but it, uh, yeah. i was trying to think of what hopper called him hopper gave him a, a silly nickname smirnoff smirnoff yeah he's he's a <laughs> She's, and, and she's like holding up magnets and she's like st- sticking them together and saying, magnets, magnets, why are they not working? <laughs> you know? Did you do this? <laughs> magnets, magnet, yes. Like, yes, lady, we came all the way to Indiana just to mess with your fridge magnets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Speak, speaking of characters who who are just just get put down so much i i swear you you do not need to be a likable or a or a comfort character or whatever you call it in stranger things because you might as well assign your own distance you know just uh, mm. we got bob we got alexi uh who was it in well who, billy wasn't likable no no uh, it's what is it bob and alexi oh you're talking about the russian guy the scientist yeah yeah, yeah. the russian um, guy who's like you is know. it Zelensky? Is that his name? Let's go. Let's go with Smirnoff. Let's go. Yeah, with sure. His his first name is definitely Alexi, so we can call him yeah. that if we want. Alexi, um, that's what it was. Yeah. But okay. yeah, it's like I feel like at least to me, it just sort of came like became like, oh yeah, I'll, this guy's this guy's joined the crew or whatever, or like you know, not joined the crew. It's just sort of like, I mean that that last bit before you know before the Terminator offs him, he's like talking to Murray. It's like, okay, I do this, and then I become American, and it's like, oh well, that's well, that's nice. That would be interesting, and then boom, he's gone. Yeah, they got yeah. him. They got him. Sh- you should have known, right? You should have known when he's saying all those sorts of things about how great it'll yeah. be to be an American that they're telegraphing the fact that he's gonna die. It's like, okay, we're 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 twisting the knife here, kids. Yeah. yeah. It's it's again, it's like the like the the closet thing with Bob all over again. It's like, oh, he got out. No, he didn't. You're yeah, right. That they, they let you. They let Bob you get hurts. excited, just to smash you down into the ground. Yeah, yep. <laughs> the Duffer brothers waiting around the corner with that uh, bat yet again, and we keep mm. falling for it. Yeah. You are not wrong. Well, speaking you know, of characters that die, uh, I mentioned briefly, uh, Billy I thought was great this season. Just the mm-hmm. actor, maybe not Billy as a character because he was mainly possessed for the whole season, but his, Dacre Montgomery, I believe is the actor's name, his portrayal of billy being possessed and all that and sort of being that vessel for the mind flayer for most of season three thought he did a great job and he really got a chance to shine the season whereas in season two he was you know mainly a side character who was in a couple episodes here really got to shine even if it was as the antagonist and yeah i thought he was excellent yeah mm-hmm. it's always tough being having to do two characters at once because you know again the whole he pretty much is the closest thing to 
I mean, the mind flare as a character as, as it can get. And then, you know, then having to be himself as well. I, again, sort of like with, uh, Steve last season, I was, I was surprised that he got as much, as much depth as, you know, I mean, of course kind of got to be, like you said, he's the antagonist now, but I'm surprised mm-hmm. he got as much good depth in this season. It's just like, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it too. I mean, yeah. L literally goes into his head, right? To try to, like, in order, they have a yep. specific reason. We're going to find out where the base is, but like, you see a lot of stuff and you're like, oh, I, okay, I understand right. why Billy is the way he is. It doesn't yeah. excuse his behavior, but you understand why, right? Of course. Which always, always helps character, always helps uh, to do that to a character, right. especially antagonists. Yep. Mm-hmm. I thought this season did something similar to the season two. I don't know if you guys noticed this. And possibly, I'll be curious to hear you guys think, season four might do this too, where what they've started to do since season one is they will um, take a few episodes to really just have the characters interact and basically for us to sort of catch up and see what the characters have been up to. They'll take like Mm -hmm. the first two or three, and they'll sort of hint at what's coming in the season, but mainly... um, the season or at least those first like three episodes that's them interacting catching up we get to see some humor like we get to see uh hopper struggling as a parent in the first few episodes that's mm-hmm. a lot of fun and then it's around like episode four or five that the action really kicks in we get kick it back into high gear some people you know would say that the first few episodes are slow but since in my opinion since we like the characters i haven't minded that they've used sort of the first few episodes of these seasons have been lighter. I don't know if you guys have noticed that or had any thoughts there. I have noticed that. It's, it's, I like it. I agree. Because we like the characters, it's good. Because yeah. it's like, oh, here's an old friend that you haven't gotten to talk to in a while. Right. So I'm going to catch up with them, see what's going on with our life, find out if they had any possessed rat, rat monsters try to attack them in the past year. You know, just, just the normal things you do when you're chatting with a friend, right? And then you get that little you get the little bit of tension sprinkled in of, oh, there's this new problem that they have to deal with, right? Mm-hmm. So th- you never are fully comfortable because you know that they are going to have to deal with something grotesque and horrifying again. Yeah. But you can at least be not, I don't know, I start, I'm trying to think of a word other than comfortable. Like, I mean, they ease you into it. Yeah, yeah. They, they, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you don't you don't just go on get on the roller coaster and they launch you up the highest peak and then drop you down, right? They they let you go up a couple little hills to kind of get give you a feel for what's going on. Yeah. They, they do take, a good job at building good it up. Time, yeah, good amount of time to establish status quo. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> speaking of grotesque, I know I know we're doing like speaking of this, speaking of that, but it's like I re- can can we talk about the mind flare? I want to talk about the mind flare. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Actually, yeah. yes. I'm, Hmm. You go first. Yes, I, I really, I really like the fact that. Well, at first I thought because this, I mean, I, I thought, of course, again, the hindsight of watching it three years, but it's like if they wanted this to be the end, the end season, they very well could have because mm-hmm. it's like we got the one of the elements is like ah yes, uh, a return villain, except he's bigger and badder now or whatever. It's like I. I really did not expect them to go full uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. Like that was that was kind of out of left field, but in a very good way because it looks 
again, it's thing, things you can say uh, with context, but without context, you get put in the mental asylum for it. Uh, what is it? The, uh, you know, disintegrating like rats and stuff mm -hmm. look really good. <laughs> uh, yes, those are beautifully disintegrated rats. I never said beautifully, yeah. but it's like you can tell again is the Duffer brothers are very much practical folks. But with this one, uh, I think they've been using the same visual effects, uh, visual effects people. The like the the whole time they've been working, even with like all the extra Netflix money and all that. And again, speaking of Netflix money, again escalation in mm -hmm. terms of in yeah. terms of sets. In terms well, the of the production effects. design this season was ridiculous. Like even mm -hmm. something you take something like the Starcourt Mall, looked yeah. very well done. Filmed There's on a... location in an old mall, amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that help that definitely helps, but also like. There's an element of are they showing off a little bit, both with the mall and with the mind flare. But I do, I like, so one of my favorite, not like, this is something that I really like, but one of the best types of monsters to have in any kind of horror thing is the monster that is a body made up of other bodies. I think that's, I think that's one of the most effective, like, if you want to make something really grotesque, right, you want yeah. to make people immediately understand how threatening and disgusting this thing is. That's an excellent way to do it for obvious reasons, right? I don't think I need to explain why a bunch of bone pieces grating against each other randomly with the, with the muscles pulling and the flesh goo oozing everywhere. I don't think I need what to explain monsters. why that's uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but so I, I love the idea of having that, um, that style of monster in, in the show because I think that like I said, it's one of my favorite in the terms of I think it's the one of the most grotesque and effective horror monsters. And then I I do think it's a I don't know if it's a natural escalation per se, but like, you know, we went from one demigorgon, right? That was a problem. It, it was only a problem until you got the demigorgon and Elle in the same room. And then you're like, oh, OK, this is actually wasn't a threat the entire time. Right. right we, we had the solution all along. And then we get you know dozens of demi dogs or whatever they're called yeah demi dogs and and the vine thing and will but but you really any of none of those things on their own is really a problem it's the fact that they're controlled by the shadowy fi figure behind the scenes right mm -hmm. the actual problem is the connection to the upside down and then season three we're like okay it's the shadowy creatures like all right enough of this i'm just gonna fine i'll do it myself right <laughs> right yeah. Yeah, and so even talking about the build-up with seasons, even this season there was a build-up, which I appreciated, because you have – they're slowly – you know, the rats are coming apart and slowly starting to form, slowly starting to um, take over all these different humans and use those as vessels. And then we get – I can't remember what episode it is, but we get just two of the bodies, those vessels, turning into mush and forming. We get that mm. really cool hospital scene, which I might have yes. even liked – Oh yeah, Jake Seven? Busey. Jake Busey and uh, what is it? The other uh, jerk reporter or whatever. Right, and so yeah. it's like we get those. I might have even liked that scene more than the finale, even though I thought the finale was good. But that that was just very well done, uh, terrifying. It's like yeah, just those two formed together to make this mini mind flare um, monster thing, um, and then obviously we get all of the vessels forming for the giant uh, monster at the end. But that bill I thought was very well done. And yeah, just like you were saying, getting to see the Mind Flayer in full form and in partial form uh, looked great and was very well done. 
Mm -hmm. And it is funny that there's the, the most grotesque inhuman thing we've seen so far paired with the most human antagonist we've had so far, or at least the most active human antagonist in sure. the film, mm -hmm. I suppose. Cause you know, we got Dr. What's his face from the first one and eh, you know, all that. Yeah. I mean, yes, technically he's an antagonist, but he's very secondary to everything else going on, right? He's just the impetus for the problems, not actually the real problem. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, yeah. I will say, I mean, I didn't love the Russians as the main season three antagonist. I personally mm -hmm. find the Upside Down and its characters way more compelling. But I get why they're there, just because obviously it's an 80s show. And in every other 80s thing the Russians are the bad guys. So they had to throw <laughs> yeah. them in there at some point. So um, I get why they're there. And I thought they were fine. Yeah. I mean, we, and we get Alexi out of it, right? So we get like, Alexi. There yeah, you go. yeah. There's that. And, you know, borrowing more from like the, the 80s stuff. I, I suppose we, we started, we started going with like early 80s where things were just starting to get, I don't know, a little showy. I, I don't know. There's a better word for it. But then, you know, I feel like they just went full on, you know, all right, let's go let's 80s with reckless abandon. Let's go mm -hmm. full on, uh, you know, just full colorful, full in your face, jazzercise, eyes, everything <laughs> is yeah. just like, you know, and I, I suppose, I don't know. I don't know if that's, uh, of course, it was intentional, but mm -hmm. I don't know if that was intentional because, hey, uh, what is it? Marketing said these guys like the 80s throw as much. Why don't we have it take place in a mall or something? And they're just like, uh, okay, maybe we can maybe we can fit this into our story somehow. I don't know. Yeah. But, but then it's just like, I wonder if, how intentional it was because it seemed a little excessive, which again, I, I suppose it's the 80s. That's that's the <laughs> point. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they literally run into a movie theater and watch probably five to ten minutes of back to the future oh right? yeah during this show there's several scenes of back to the future on on screen in a movie theater right like right that's a kind of indulgent i think <laughs> that just was a little that bit. was a that was a whole episode of season one's budget just spent on those royalties yeah yeah <laughs> Although we do get a funny scene after that where we have stoned uh, Steve, and Robin. Steve and Robin trying yeah. to understand the plot of the movie. <laughs> Which no, is... No, there's, there's no way. He was... No. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, I can't remember if we... I don't think we talked about it yet. I do still blame Susie. Uh, you know, who we find out is actually... Dustin actually has a girlfriend. He wasn't faking it. So we do see her at the end. I do blame her for Hopper, quote unquote, dying at the end of season mm -hmm. three. If he just given Dustin that stupid formula before having to sing the song, they would have made it out in time, I think, pretty easily. Yep. With time to spare. But nope, they had to sing the stupid song. And it's one of those where I'm all for a stupid cliche song here and there. But if it is going to you know, ruin the plot and like <laughs> cause people to be in danger. That's what it's like. Okay. Not the place. Yeah. Well, I'll, I am, I'm okay with like five to 10 seconds of a little bit of a song. If, like, right. if, if you have a character who in character, it's known that they like to sing randomly. I'm fine with that. Sure. I'm not okay with an, 
if a full minute to two, one to two minutes of singing this entire song that eats up a lot, eats a lot of showtime and right. negatively affects the plot. Like what? It's so ah that, and I 100% agree. Confirmed. Susie Killhopper. Yep. Susie Kill. I want that on a shirt. <laughs> Susie Killhopper. Yeah. It's, Hopper lives, and then on the and then on the back, Susie killed Hopper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it, it, it's stupid moment. Every show's got to have one, and it's just you know, it's. They I get mean, it's, I you get one. Don't waste it. I don't even know that every show has a least good moment. I don't know that it needs to make. It doesn't need to intentionally make it le- least good moment bad right <laughs> that but was deep I do, man yeah i although su- talking about Susie does segue because we keep talking about segues mm-hmm. uh it does segue into a what, what do you guys think of the new characters because there's only one new character i guess alexi is like he, he's fine so he's I a actually, good sub character yeah He's well, they're new characters, characters and side characters become more main characters. Is basically yes, what so, does. both of those, both of those categories then. So one character who I already liked in season two, and I love that he's been becoming more and more of a main character. I've loved Murray and his interactions with the characters. He has <laughs> yeah. just been a blast of a character, and I'm so glad that he's been able to get a more prominent role. Because he's hilarious and he's a very fun character and he just he's very fun to see interact and basically um I don't know if ship's the right word, but basically set up relationships with <laughs> he, different he, characters. He, Freud, he Freud's his way into <laughs> into the characters' minds. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah was it the <laughs> When they're in the when they're in the what is it the the Todd Mobile or whatever it's called and he's just in the <laughs> back like psychoanalyzing the two of them and Hopper's just like whoa what do you what it's just like it's, that's that's a, that's some that's some great a performance right there is and this is gonna lead into what I was gonna bring up was like it's it's just like something straight out of like uh shoot uh like a, an 80s rom com or something like uh, what is it I, it's not the the same guy who made Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I can't remember John Hughes. Yes, Hughes. I don't know. I just, it seemed a little Hughes, a little Hughes-ish to me, in in a good way, of course. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're we gonna say Joseph. Oh, nothing. That was just gonna lead into like a little little thing I've been thinking about for each season that I think we might have talked about a little bit, but uh, you know, we're gonna gonna go into it a little. Uh, little more in depth, I suppose, but you, you go ahead and finish up. Okay. I was going to say, if we're going about side characters, so that's a character. I really like going on the other end of the character. I did not like, um, don't really care for Erica like yeah. at all. Mm. And so she was a character who I already just the brief moments we get of her in season two, I already didn't like her. And so the duffers, I don't know who it was somehow got the message that we need more of her yeah, yeah. and we did not. Yeah. And so any season scene she was in just sort of dragged the scene down very, very low on my list of favorite scenes. And somehow, I mean, I think I like Dustin anyway, but anytime she was in a scene with Dustin, she made Dustin seem very more, much more mature than he actually was. And I don't think it's because she's mature. It's just, she was that annoying and that much of a child. And I know she was a child, but still. 
Come on. You could write, I mean, you all of the other characters who were children were written to not be annoying before that. Right. right? Mm -hmm. Where she was, and she was fine as, you know, the bratty little sister. She's there in a couple scenes in a couple of show and a couple of the earlier seasons right and you're like okay yeah. bratty little sister makes sense lucas has a bratty sister whatever but she's kind of in the same point of like she's a worse version of Susie, right it's like Susie is just is obtrusively in the middle of the last episode right for no real reason other than paying off the chekhov's gun of that she was talked about in the first episode right mm -hmm. um but then erica's even worse of a version of that where she's like She's obstructing them almost at every step. She's obstructing the mall gang, the, the, that trio, almost at every step of like, oh, yeah. well, we need you to get into the air vent so you can get us information here. It's like, oh, well, you're going to need to hop through these 15 hoops in order for me to do that. And then he's like, okay, well, now we're in this part and she's going to start like trying to break open a glass of g glowing green goo so she can drink it. Like, what? Yeah. What? Oh man, there's so so many of those things. Right, no, that's the thing. I think the I think the two of them are in the end they're they're joke characters. It's not like oh oh their their characters a joke. No, it's like they're they're literally there to either deliver jokes or to be jokes. Because what is it? Susie's Susie's the punchline of a season long running gag, and it's yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's funny or if it's just like oh man, well you know, like it was funny when it first happened, but then. It overstayed its welcome very quick. The joke, not not her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I love brick jokes. You set you set up a joke, at the start of the fir uh, first episode of a season, and then you deliver the punchline of the joke in the last episode of the season. Great, good stuff. Yep. Deliver the punchline and then leave. Right, like. Don't sing a song about the punchline. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. Guys, it's funny. Not Maybe. for two minutes. It's not. Yeah, not for not for as long as it lasted. It's like, yeah, that was funny. Oh, you're still doing this. Stop, please. No. Yeah, unfortunately, this season, uh, Murray, I feel like is the exception when it comes to newer characters that were good. It's like most of the newer characters either were not good or meh. Like Robin's one of those. Who was like meh. Didn't really care. I, I liked Robin. I thought she was cool. I, thought, I, I liked Robin pretty good. I, I liked her dynamic with Steve. I thought them ragging on each other a little bit was fun. Steve I, needed someone who was about his age that wasn't the Nancy Jonathan duo. Sure. Uh, no, I thought she was fine. It's just I didn't necessarily love her. I thought Murray was a much better, newer character. Not not the standout amongst the comparatively, amongst yeah. The group. yeah, yeah, comparatively. Okay. That's fair. I'll, I'll give you that. She, I, her dynamic with Steve, yes, I did like. That is fair. I like their friendship. Mm. I feel like that's probably it's, most of the side characters at this point. Yeah, it's it's funny yeah. that in nearly all these all these side characters get just about as much, if not if not more, screen time than our than our regular crowd. It's almost like I don't know they they didn't have too much for them to do other than. Oh man, it's it's the summer of love or whatever. I don't know. And then it's like, all right, <laughs> yeah. we don't we we don't got too much here. All right, uh, what are the what are these other ideas we want to do? I uh, you know, and then they just throw all these other side characters, which is fun. Yeah, it's... I think because we talked a little bit about how it can feel slow for some people, maybe at the beginning mm -hmm. of the season, and it's not that 
bad because you get to see characters that you like, right, interacting with yeah. each other, and also get to have them interact with new characters. But there is this feeling of, I wonder if they they're filling space. They're like, okay, we need to hit our eight episode or nine episode. I can't remember how many. They need to hit our our, our certain number of episode count, right? Yeah. And then some of the time is spent filling space by just having characters interact with each other. And sometimes it's in a humorous way. That's just they're telling mm-hmm. jokes. Sometimes yeah. it is actually relevant to their personalities. Right. Right. Like where these two characters have interesting ideas to bring up with each other and they're talking them through. But I wonder if it can be done better, if it could have been done in a more streamlined manner, which I'm just now yeah. thinking of that as maybe a potential problem with this, where it's dragging on because they don't have enough story. They don't have enough plot, so they're filling it in with just like these little filler banter things. Right. Well, that makes me think, because I was looking at the runtimes for the episodes coming up for season four, and I think every single one of them, it comes in at over an hour. And my thought is mm. a lot of that has to do with the fact that they got to fill time for all of these characters, plus new ones they're introducing. So I guess my question for you guys is, obviously, I don't think they're going... I personally, I think the best solution would be to stop introducing new characters, especially yeah. since they have, but since they're not going to do that, do you think the best way for them to still have, for us to still see the characters from the early seasons grow, as well as them keep introducing new characters, is the best way for them to do that well, is that to kill off characters? Is for that them to stop maybe i mean have some characters move away and just make them no longer part of this story because they're trying something i do appreciate is they're trying to you know they haven't killed off the characters because obviously you don't want characters to die they are still trying to have all the characters we liked from the original show there and give us screen time with them which i do appreciate Mm -hmm. but it's also you're realizing there's so many characters now and so many um you know characters that need screen time and all of that, it's like at this point, to tell a good story and not just give characters screen time, is it best for them to get killed off for characters to move away? I'm just curious. I'm pretty much just repeating myself at this point, but it's just, you know, just thinking out loud. Curious if you guys have any thoughts there because it's, they're really Someone's stretching get... here. Sorry, what was that, Joseph? Oh, I said, yeah, something's got to give, you're right. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it might be, I mean, was it, look at Nancy, what at the end of this, at the end of this season, she was going off to college, was that it? And like, that's the, so. that's the perfect, like, I would say that's the perfect way out for some of them. But the problem is, I understand why it's happening, because, I mean... I mean, I don't understand because I, I don't I don't work in Hollywood or whatever, but I can just I can take a good guess yeah. and say these. What is it? The Duffer Brothers have worked with these guys for literally years yeah. on this mm-hmm. project. And these guys are acting their butts off. And most of them are putting in like grade A performances. I, I haven't seen any non grade A performances, but it's yeah. like, you know, Eric. It, it, it's, I mean, yeah, for, I mean, it's not um, a bad non 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 a and sure non- just bad characters fair but keep yeah. going yeah, yeah it's, it's like you know how from their perspective it's like okay listen we do want to tell a good story but how do we tell fan favorite slash our good friend insert actor and actress name here hey sorry we don't have anything for you hey sorry uh you're you're just not really relevant this season i see you next time and it's like ah. Eh, I understand that that's probably why they're having so many 
they're i mean of course adding new characters is of course to keep engagement up i suppose oh gotta have those new favorites or whatever but in terms of eventually having to cycle out new characters i wouldn't say kill them because yeah. it's like again it's i don't i don't know if that would cause like bad bad blood amongst i don't know the actors or whatever because it's mm-hmm. like oh yep you you cut me you cut me out in season three and then you went on to have like four other seasons ah, but but it's like I, I would say that since they're getting older, there's a lot of good stepping off points for them. There's a good yeah. one for Jonathan. There's a good one for Nancy. I've eventually, eh, I mean, I, I think Steve's gonna stick around because I think he's got a lot of unresolved stuff there. Just of he, yep. he doesn't know what he wants to do with his life, and he thinks right. he thinks at this point he's a loser or something. And I don't know. That's probably changed in season four or whatever. But then what is it? Then you got the. The buyer's moving away, but the problem is that's not going to be the end of them because you've got 11 going with them. And it's just like, yeah, right. We, we can't get rid of them. But then it's just like, well, maybe you do just have a couple of them move away or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but mm, I don't know. It's it's tough because they're. No, oh, go ahead, Joe. Well, I was, I was, this is one of the problems with the with movie cinematography as a medium, right? Like if I'm writing a book. I can say, okay, here, here are the five characters I'm following in book one. Yep. And then three of them, I think their arcs are resolved. And so I can say, okay, they, they do other things. And then in book two, I the two characters I still need. And then you bring in, I don't know, four new characters maybe, right? And then yeah. you, can have, you can have these characters cycle because you as the author can pick them up whatever you want. But the when you're working with real people on a real film crew right with a real production team and you have have to have real actors playing these characters Mm -hmm. you can't just say hey person who plays this character why don't you just go ahead and take a year-long break from this project and go find something else to do yeah it was like you can't you can't do that yeah so, so i understand that problem and so the flip side of that is okay we can't shelve characters indefinitely until we need them to be brought back for the story so don't add in new characters write characters who can carry the show themselves so we can get invested in this small set of characters and you can have little one-off characters that are there for a couple episodes and then go away right just because they're interesting for that time right and then write your characters such that they can carry your entire show that's that's yeah that's the solution right you yeah and just what stinks is i feel like we do have characters that totally could because they pretty much did through seasons one and two and -hmm. now with season three and then season four it's like no we feel the need to give you even more characters Mm -hmm. who while they might get a good scene or two probably some good lines and again like joseph was saying good performances you're stretching Mm -hmm. a bunch of really good performances so thin that they're barely having time to give any good performances. They're they're almost turning into vignettes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all, all the episodes are almost turning into like little uh, highlight reels, little and high, highlight reels, or and like an in, in anthology series almost. Which, I mean, I don't, I haven't seen season four, but I do wonder if they've gone more towards that. Which I could feel that could work. Not not anthology wise. Like oh, each season's uh, just forget the other characters. We focus on the no. That's not what I mean. But it's like. You know, every season we've had different different plot lines, and oh, at the last three episodes they all come together, or last two episodes they all come together, and there's a big moment, and yeah, they're the gang's all here, and it's like, eh, I don't know how many times you can do that, yeah. and it's yep. not that's 
Yeah, I don't, they don't know. Unfortunately, they don't have enough episodes to do it. It makes more sense with you know a show that has like twenty episodes or something. But if they had that amount of time, they could approach it like a lot of books do these days, where each episode is dedicated to a specific character or set of characters. Mm-hmm. You really focus on them for an episode. Next episode is these characters. Next episode is these, and then by episode four or something, they're all together and it's all of them kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you, if you had, instead of nine episodes, if you had like 21 episodes that were significantly shorter, yeah. you could have you can have four teams, each of them gets five episodes that are their own episode, and they cycle, right? They go, each of right. the yep. episodes one, two, three, four are the starts of the four teams' arcs, yep. right? And then you cycle, and then the 21st episode is bring them all together. So yep. it's five episodes with each of the teams, bring them all together at the end. But that you, if you're doing that, then you need to write maybe 20 to 30 minute episodes as opposed to 40 oh, an hour long yep. episodes. Yep. And then that's tough because I mean, shoot, when you've struck gold twice before, how are you going to change it? Yeah. And of course yeah. that, that yeah. format would work if they're going to keep with a lot of new characters. But I mean, if they're not going to do that, that's fine. It's either they're, they're either going to do that. And I suppose they kind of are because this was like a, a, this, the standard season, season four, which we're talking a lot about season four now, all of a sudden season four is like just the standard one with these, like, uh, what is it? They are hour long episodes, but it's like the same amount of episodes. And then what is it? The, the last one's going to be released in July. So it's just like, they're, they are trying to get this, I suppose. I don't know if they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. Cause I mean, I haven't seen it or if they're just, if they are still introducing all these new characters and they're trying to get them as much time as they can without realizing, Hey, eventually we're just going to have too much, but then again, they might be good enough that they completely circumvent that. And it's just like, yeah, we got, we got them all It's you know, it's the, the, with it, with the best around, who knows? I I mean, I am right now. I'm starting to see signs, right? It's not, not too much of a distraction, I suppose. Right. I am thankful that they, at least from what they're saying right now, season five is the end. Because at that point, they have enough time where they, even if they want to add a new character here or there, that is a short enough amount of time, I think, where they can still squeeze through and give us something good. Versus you have too many characters and it's before it gets stretched way too thin. I feel like it's already stretched pretty thin. That any of season five... I think should be a good enough time, assuming you know they keep the same character, same story. Assuming they still have all that character-wise, I think they hopefully will end before it gets stretched too thin and it snaps. That's the hope. So we'll yep. see. It's not like yeah, we're, we have a ten-season layout. It's like nope, not going to happen. At that point, yes. you're you're yeah, screwed. We're yeah, we're done here. Right. Yeah, it's definitely I, season three. I would say to kind of wrap wrapping things up, I think yep. um, mm-hmm. season three holds up, but it's showing the seams, right? The seams yep. are showing, and you're seeing the tension there of like, okay, are, are, are we going to be able to land this plane or not? And maybe they go. I hope so. I definitely hope they do. But we right. certainly hope so. This, this isn't something I want to see crash and burn. All right. Now there is one more thing before we go on to number ratings for this season. Uh, it's kind of a, not really a game. I couldn't really come up with a game for this, and it's it's pretty good because any game I try to do come up with will be a disservice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, 
I, I've kind of noticed that I suppose the inspirations for each one of these seasons, I mean, obviously there's piles upon piles considering the Duffers love of the eighties, but I feel like each season can be distilled down to two big movies. And I'm just going to stick with movies because that's kind of our, it's kind of our bread and butter here, movies and shows or whatever, but each season can be distilled down to two movies that the season draws its main inspiration from. And we did talk about it in the first episode. I don't know if we talked about it in the second, but now we're just going to go through all of them. And, uh, well, I, I kind of want to know what two films do you guys think were the big basis for season three? We can do the other seasons if you want, but I don't know how we are on time. Eh, let's just do this one. Let's just do season okay. three. I've, I've got my right. two and they might match up, but I don't know. Just, yeah, kind of want to hear your guys' opinions. I mean, Off the, you know, yeah. yeah I, we definitely saw. I, I would think we saw some thing influence, right? Mm -hmm. From the from the yeah, grossness definitely. of the mind flare, right? The way it's designed, uh, and also the impersonation element, right? So it's both, both the design of like what the thing looks like when it's morphing, and also the impersonation element. So I think that's definitely a strong influence. I don't mm -hmm. know, Jack. Do you have a, you have a second? Um, I mean, the thing was a big one. I mean, but the thing is sort of similar to something like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. So yeah, similar concept yeah. there. Mm -hmm. um, with the Russians, my thought was Red Dawn. But, um, I mean, yeah. they're not... I mean, there's other films with, you know, the Russian bad guys. So I'm trying to think of what really sticks out. Uh... Was the Manchurian Candidate 80s or 70s? Mm. I know. I'm not sure. I was going to say it's like it also uh, there was also some influences in like the big conspiracy films of like you know that like the the well it's been a while since I've seen the Manchurian Candidate so I might be completely botching it but just sort of like this oh man there's a conspiracy and it goes all the way to the top because you know there's the whole thing of oh the Russians are buying up land and they yeah. got the mayor in their pocket and you know all that stuff. The Manchurian. So, yeah, you mean the uh, Denzel Washington film? Oh what now? There, there's about? a there's a 2004 movie and there's a 1962 movie. Ah, uh, yeah, 60s. That's right. Well, I was thinking of the 60s Manchurian. Okay. Candidate, not okay. the Denzel Washington. It was a Denzel Washington. Movie. Uh -huh. I, Apparently. Well, yeah, neo noir. Oh, well, political uh -huh. thriller. That's what it is. Like the political thriller genre. There was a little more, little more of that. And yeah, what is it? They even reference it with. Everyone's favorite character, Erica. It's like, oh yes, you're politically savvy. You're the mm. most politically savvy ten year old I've ever seen. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah, the thing uh we talked about like the the Hugh you say Hughes? John Hughes. Yeah. John Hughes ish films, the the rom coms like that. Yeah, and so like, like your, you know, your sixteen candles, your pretty in pink, something like that. Yeah. Mm. Did he do Fast Times at Richmond High? No. Mm. I forgot who did I that suppose, one. I suppose I it's the same vein. But yeah, I was I suppose it's like there's our there's there's the wrap up, there's the big influences. I can't wait to see what the ones are for season four. Jack, don't you dare say a word. Uh, okay. <laughs> figure out for myself. Mm. As well, you should. Oh, yes, good, good. Uh you know what? How about I start us out with uh, with our ratings here. Out of 10, I would give Stranger Things Season 3 
a seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Yep. Pretty good. Again, like we we've kind of already said, seems are kind of showing. There's a little mm-hmm. little things that kind of not detract, but I, I suppose distract would be a good one rather than detract because mm-hmm. it's just a minor inconvenience, and it's just like eh, it it didn't it didn't sour my mood on the season of these little moments. But yeah, overall, still some of the good stuff. I just hope they can. The, the the Du Bois can keep it up. Yep, I I would go exactly. I think I think we did. Season one is a nine. Season two is an eight, and season three is a seven. So we're just, uh, which is unfortunate. You know, we're decreasing in quality each time. But mm-hmm. I think that's that's pretty much where I'm at. Uh, it's it's still worth a watch. If it, if this was its own show all by itself, well, that's... you wouldn't have all the backstory of all the characters, right? So never mind. Yeah. I don't know if it works. Like it's. It would be great if you weren't comparing it to the previous seasons of Stranger Things. The plight of the threequel. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably give it similar, either somewhere between like an eight and a seven, because still really liked it, still had a lot of fun, because again, it's still those characters we've grown to love. But like you guys said, the the seams are starting to uh, get a little bit bigger, and the cracks in the the show are starting to show. The cracks in reality. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The upside down is bleeding through. Yep. Oh no! Corrupting everything. Exactly. <laughs> uh, also, I would like to retroactively go back and make season two. A, I don't know if I said it was an eight or a nine for me, but just I don't know if it's good or bad. But upon watching this, it's just like, man, season two really was good. So yeah. We <laughs> make that a ten. <laughs> Fair. Nice. Well, I think that might be all for us today. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, let's see. What's next week now, Jack? I believe we're doing the Jurassic World trilogy. With oh, uh, I think we're getting a special guest for that one, too. Oh, boy. It's That'll be d- fun. The dinosaurs. They're back Rawr. again. Oh, They're no. Back and, and bigger than ever and even more dangerous and impressive. Be afraid. Uh, uh, why, why do they uh, um, uh, keep getting uh, um, uh, uh, bigger? Um, uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, uh, this has been another episode of Background Noise. If you've been uh, listening, uh, well, good on you. But if you've not, well, I suppose you haven't missed much. Mm-hmm. Goodbye.